Welcome to Relationships in Recovery, a podcast that goes beyond storytelling and provides uncensored and vulnerable shares with insights into the world of sobriety and some of the biggest reasons for relapse, which is sex, love and relationships. My name is Eve Milford and I am your sober sexologist. This podcast has been inspired from my own journey of substance addiction and the many years I've studied sex, love and relationships. And I'll be sharing with you how to navigate intimacy, boundaries, rejection, sex, love, and so much more, all whilst living a life in sobriety and recovery. So come along with me and let's do this. Welcome, welcome. Hello, hello. I'm so glad you're here. So glad you're here. So I'm going to take today uh, this this very first episode just as a um, time to introduce myself, talk a little bit about my story. My story will come out probably a lot more as we move through uh, episodes. Uh, I might even do a whole full episode on that because probably like everybody else's, my my journey has been is complex. Uh, it is convoluted. Uh, there's a lot in there to unpack. Uh, And that's basically what I've spent the last sort of few years doing is unpacking all of my stories, all of my beliefs, all of those systems and um, yeah, really finding my feet, especially when it comes to relationships. And that's why I really wanted to do this podcast because I just felt like there was a big kind of gap uh, between being sober, um, being in recovery from uh, addiction, from substance addiction and and going into the real world we get some wonderful tools I'm sure some of us have uh, I know that there are so many avenues to take these days when it comes to having a sober lifestyle for me uh, I actually went down the road of the 12-step program and I absolutely I'm so grateful for that I, I I still work a program but I'm no longer really very active in the fellowship However, I think it is remarkable and wonderful and I know that there are also other really great ways of staying sober too. So without further ado, let's get on. So my inspiration really came as I spoke just a little bit just now from the fact that really I got sober and it was really good and um, you know, my life completely took this wonderful turn. I started seeing colors, you know, all of the the beautiful things that come with a lift from drugs and alcohol. And along that journey, I really wanted to step more into spirituality. I'm not a religious person, but I do believe that there is something. I believe in the energetics and and so therefore I really wanted something a little bit more tangible. I was really finding the higher power part a little tricky to navigate. I needed something tangible, which is really hard when you're looking at spirituality, but I needed something to look at and something to see and something to feel and something to touch because it had been so long, you know, since I'd ever really felt. So I found it extremely difficult to understand the feeling of this spirituality and things like that. So I became a Reiki master and in that journey, you actually have to go into deep, it's, it's self-development basically along the way. So you're able to hold containers for people. So you're able to, you know, get to your fears and your, the nuts and bolts of what kind of drives you. 
which is really beautiful. And I had no idea of that. <laughs> so it wasn't just, it's it, for me, the whole Reiki mastership isn't about just becoming a Reiki master. There's a lot to it. And I think it's a beautiful, for me, it was a great advancement from coming from 12 step and moving into that space because I really wanted to find that uh, spirituality and have a practice that was, that felt comfortable for me. So from there, I finished my mastership and what I was finding was I was doing tarot and what I was finding was that I had so many women coming to see me because they really wanted, well, their question basically was always the same. Is he in love with me? Is he the one? And so I... I wanted to show them that it wasn't about him or them or the others. <laughs> it's about how you feel inside. And like, if he's the one, he's the one. But I don't want to tell you from the cards, you know, because it needs to be a felt. It needs to be something that's felt. I know. So from that moment, I guess I've always had this fascination of feeling things in the body and what the body actually is telling us. Uh, I didn't know what that was at the time. And so... I really wanted to look into this a little bit more. How can I hold space for these women? How can I give them a little bit more than just, yes, he's the one. No, he's not the one. You know, how can I help them through heartbreak? How can I help them through into conscious relationships? How can I uh, deal, help them with all of these things and then deal with this sort of aftermath of it all as well? And from there, I learned uh, and became certified in relationship, uh, sex love and relationship coaching and it, it has all absolutely spiraled from there, let me tell you. And so that course isn't just a little mini online course. It goes for years if you want it to. And so the main portion of it goes for one year. And in that year, you have to get to, again, it is self-development. You get to the nuts and bolts of who you are in sex love and relationships. And I'm not talking about kink. I'm not talking about BDSM. I mean, if you find that out as you go, then that's great. Uh, and that is all part of it. But it's that is not a specific piece in this. This is just being very slow. But for me, the biggest the the hugest revelation for me was knowing that I had to be safe in my own body and I did not know that and I did not have safety in my body at all. Not one not one part of me felt safe. Even though I hadn't been drinking, I think yeah, I was a few years sober by this point. I hadn't been drinking my relationships, you know, I, the reason I, I also did this as well wasn't just because of clients, but it was because I really wanted to understand my own relationships. Again, there'll be a, a lot more of this as I speak about my um, past and my addiction. So from there, I studied and one of the questions that came up constantly was how do you feel safe and then where do you feel safe in your body inside and let me tell you those pdfs did not get answered <laughs> those questions i just i flicked the page i think i answered them once and i wrote uh, finance i live in a house uh, you know i have a cat <laughs> like 
but it wasn't like what what are the outside things that make you feel safe it's like what what do you what do you feel safe where do you feel safe and that was huge for me because it took me a little while to realize that from a very young age I had never experienced safety in my body so I never felt safe in my body never ever and so what that did was perpetuate the toxic for me so I just literally as I grew older and I just myself became toxic and um, I moved into very very toxic relationships so this was really highlighted as I'm just asked these two simple questions and then realizing okay where do I feel safe in my body and I'm trying to feel my body and I'm I I can't I can't answer the question still because I have no feeling I'm completely numb and although when you become sober this is this was my experience anyway when I became sober I was so emotional and I literally cried at most things and even to this day I do I do get quite teary and that could be because I'm happy or because I'm sad or or just because I feel like crying and I just allow myself to do that now these days so the key part of all of this work is to feel safe in your own body how do you do that though is the question right and that's exactly what what I was taught so you may have heard all the buzzwords or supposed buzzwords of like the vagus nerve or being grounded and you know all these beautiful things but it's very hard to do when you're in a state of what I did not realize again was that I was living in PTSD I'd had such horrific experiences in relationships that again it was guiding me into more and more toxic relationships and I'm not just meaning romantic either I'm I'm talking friendships uh sisterhood that's mainly the main key here for me and so I was going into these relationships not realizing what a safe relationship is the whole time all I'm doing is the same pattern creating toxic relationships and or like magnetizing them to me because you know these people can either see that I'm very vulnerable well I mean that's really the crux of it and so so from there so as I'm moving through and this self-development I start to realize okay so and a lot of this teaching is about somatics which has been huge for me somatic work So working a lot with somatics and then moving through that, I then majored into conscious dating, which is extraordinary, tantric sex coach and life transitions. So all things like uh, menopause, divorce, grief, all those things. And so moving into that and then did I was studying some of those things whilst I then started doing um, pelvic health, uh, a pelvic health course to become a pelvic health specialist. So this was to basically, you know, helping women in prolapse, incontinence, endo, PCOS, uh, all of the things. 
oh and also like any pain from from uh, sex but also to help with sexual trauma too so a lot of a lot of that has been instrumental in my own healing so even though I'm like okay I'm gonna do this next thing because I'd love to be able to share this with other women and it's actually (laughs) been the most helpful for me and learning all of this stuff and so from there I then coincided as well and and did a somatic attachment therapy course and so now I am a somatic attachment therapist as well and so next year or this year sorry I am also going to be working in men's sexuality too so and that is mainly because as I'm doing all of this I'm seeing and feeling that people or like at least what I have witnessed and what I've observed is that one of the biggest reasons for relapse, you know, we know, you know, there's fear and anger and all of those things, but sex, love and relationships is kind of where I feel like there's this big need because that seems to be the fuck it stage of like, if you have an argument with someone, it's like, fuck it, I'm going to pick up or like, I feel like shit, I've been rejected again, like this dating business is so fucked, Um, I'm going to go pick up. And there's an element here of like, from what I have learned, my experience of this is that you don't have to go and pick up if those things happen. And there are ways of being able to sit with all of this. And also not only sit with it, which you may well be able to do, but come up with a resolution to a relationship issue or to feeling rejected or to not feeling loved or not feeling worthy. There is some beautiful work here in this, in this wonderful space. And basically that's what I want to bring to everyone. So my inspiration, my inspiration honestly has been, has been listening to sort of other spaces in recovery, talking about all those things, And also, you know, being in recovery myself and using a lot of tools that I've learned along the way that have been super helpful to me and that I will be sharing. I have shared a lot already. I do have a website and I do have Instagram and Facebook um, and I do share uh, a lot of things in there. Um, I did initially start working in toxic relationships, so helping women through toxic relationships, and I'll still be doing that. But I also want to move into this section of helping people in sobriety and recovery to be able to have fulfilling relationships with liberate and whilst liberating the the fear of relapse. Uh, that's essentially that's essentially the the piece that I I would love to do. And so, really, that's the sort of brief part of my story. There's, like I say, there's a lot more to it. Um, But if you found yourself baffled by poor relationship choices that you are still making, that those patterns just keep happening, even though you've been sober for years and surely being sober should have fixed it by now. Or maybe you found yourself feeling avoidant to sex and love. Perhaps it's the opposite. Maybe there's a tendency for sex and love addiction now. Maybe you're avoidant because you're too needy. And all of this, all of these beautiful things 
can be worked through, can be worked around. And maybe there is the thought of dating sober is completely daunting. And one of the biggest things for me, one of the biggest experiences and things that I really was quite scared about was sober sex. And that was an <laughs> that was a big insight for me because I didn't realize that I'd never really had that experience. And of course, what comes with that is a whole host of other things, right? Which I won't talk about right now, but um there there are things things like the the trauma side of it. So there will be parts and times when I will speak of these these pieces and of course I'll always put a uh, a warning on there before I start talking about it but I, I feel like it's that is the, the strongest piece out of all of this so why did I start into sexuality why did I look at that now I think there is a, a misconception as well is that when you're in addiction that your addiction is going to go somewhere else right where is that is probably true and it can be true in this state that didn't happen for me in terms of sex of an addiction uh it, it came in the the form of the reason why I really wanted to get into this is because I myself was avoidant and really wanted to or it was actually there were <laughs> there were two things happening I was avoidant and I was needy <laughs> and um, and that's hence why I mentioned that because it was like this absolute complete polar opposites and I could never get myself in this middle ground, um, which now I know is actually a secure attachment style, um, which you can, you can move to an, a secure attachment style just as much as you can move out of a secure attachment style. But I'll be talking all about uh, attachment styles as well um, as we move through the episodes. So when we look at sexuality on its own, out of everything so leaving everything else aside when we when we actually start looking at our own sexuality and I I mean that as in what have we learned from society what have we learned from our parents what we learned from our friends what did school teach us what has religion given us all of that stuff when we look just solely at the the primordial raw piece of sexuality which not a lot of people do because it can be quite scary, especially if there is you know, trauma around it. But when we look at that, we get to see our whole self. We actually get to see who we really are in that aspect. And that carries out into everything. So if you hold shame in your sexuality, if you hold embarrassment, in that space and you can't speak up from that space that's going to have a knock-on effect with everything else that you do you're going to just have shame that is just shoved down repressed so when we actually start looking at it and start releasing and and acknowledging the shame or or whatever is repressed from that it opens up a whole new space and a whole new way of evolution. So that in itself, and I didn't know that until obviously I started working in that space, but that's essentially the things that I want to bring here too. So there's lots and lots to come, um, and I'm really excited. I feel really, yeah, really excited about all the things that I want to bring 
to this space that I feel is, you know, potentially it's a hot, hot topic that I don't think really gets spoken about enough. And so that's why I literally wanted to dedicate this whole podcast to sobriety, sex, love and relationships. So yeah, I hope you can join me again. I'm going to go into a lot more detail about myself, about my story. I'm sure as we move through, there are going to be some hilarious stories, let me tell you. But there are also going to be some not so, not so hilarious stories as well. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some, some res- resonance as well with what you hear. And primarily, I'd love to give you some tips, some advice on how to move through things. So the next piece here is... If you have anything that you want to share, that you want to maybe address, you can do it anonymously and bring forward a question. I have set up a spreadsheet, sorry, a a form that you can anonymously fill in and you can just send that through with a question or a topic that you really would love to hear about. So if you resonate with this or if you feel like somebody else needs to hear some of these things even if you're not in sobriety but you know somebody who is keep listening keep tuned in uh, and share this podcast with whomever you feel needs to hear once again thank you for joining me it's been an absolute privilege and honor to be holding this space and doing this podcast i'm so excited for more episodes to come And I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and so much love.